Welcome to the Suicide Prevention and Awareness Podcast, part of CBP's Shine a Light Suicide Prevention Program. Today, we are talking with Zeus, a CBP agent, and Dr. Kent Corso, a clinical psychologist specializing in suicide prevention. In today's episode, Zeus and Dr. Corso will be discussing what it's like to be a lost survivor, as Zeus has recently lost a very close work colleague. Hi, and welcome to our monthly podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today and to our guests for being with us. Just a few caveats before we get going. I am a clinical psychologist, so I am a doctor, but I'm not the doctor for our guest. This isn't therapy or counseling, nor is anything we talk about today going to involve or constitute medical advice. This is just a conversation. Another disclaimer is that suicide is a difficult topic to talk about. It's not one that we can discuss vaguely or indirectly if we hope to make a difference. So for our listeners out there, we are going to have a frank conversation today. If by any chance you have lived experience or you are triggered, if anything we discuss is upsetting or distressing to you, please reach out for help. Reach out to those who care for you and love you and reach out to those who you love. If you're a CBP employee or family member and you need help, you can always contact a peer support member, chaplain, or veteran support member. Or you can reach out to our employee assistance program. If you are not a CBP employee, you can always call 1-800-273-8255, which is the National Suicide Lifeline. This month, our Suicide Prevention Podcast is focused on loss survivors. A loss survivor is someone who has lost someone to suicide, whether it's a friend, family member, or coworker. Today, our guest is Zeus. Thanks for being with us, Zeus. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? I recently lost a dear friend to, uh, to suicide. Very unexpected. It been shot every. It was, I mean, I can't even put it. So th- appreciate that it's really difficult for you, Zeus, and, and thanks for spending a few minutes talking to us about it. Now, you said it was shocking for everyone. Sometimes we do see the signs of suicide in others or people really struggling. And in other times, it's quite a surprise, whether it's that they don't let any of those signs show or whether it's that they're in that special group of, of people who become suicidal so quickly that we don't see any signs. So tell us a little more about that. It was pretty sudden, wasn't it? It was, it was very sudden, uh, very unexpected. I, I've known him for more than 15 years and he always had a smile. He's always willing to help. He was a warrior. He was an agent's agent. Okay. He was there anytime anyone needed anything, he was there. Do you know, his, his family was his life. Uh, his eyes would light up when he talked about it. He kept thinking about it as well. And we got the news. This happened. I remember I called a friend of mine, police department, and I'm like, hey, uh, what happened? It's got to be an accident. There's no way this would have happened. So out of character. Sure. Yeah. And, and losing someone who you care about is tough enough to begin with, but is it a little bit different when it's a suicide? Yes. Yes. Because uh, I remember I remember back to the, the first day I met him. Uh, Side of my station, I was there. And he was just such a, a 
an admirable person. I mean, he was the type of guy that he just put off a good vibe and everybody really gravitated towards him. And he inspired it. Just, they got into the, the training as a defensive tactics instructor. Normally, we all kind of hit it on. He, uh, he got about it home. They made everybody laugh, made everybody train, made everybody understand the support. He, he was always there. When this happened, I thought back to, you know, you, you lose track of people sometimes. You lose track of friends, you get busy with lives, you go to a different station, but you never lose that connection. And I just started thinking, man, when was the last time I talked to him? One of the things that I was beating myself up on was, did I ever have a conversation about faith with I believe, you know, we did years ago, but it was just a, kind of a superficial thing. One of the things that, it, that kind of sticks in me is, is I don't, I should have taken the opportunity. I feel that I should have taken the opportunity to go into that subject more deeply. Why is that? What, what, why do you think you, you should have? Because you never know what's going on at home, you know, with your friends or with your coworkers. And you never know if they just need that one word to say, hey, you know, there's, there's a bigger picture out there. You know, nobody wants to, to see that kind of desperation because there's faith. There's, there's something to come to always. And there's, there's always a way through. And I'm speaking from experience. Uh, uh, when bad things happen, there's, you don't see the big picture. And recording these, these podcasts, you know, Gonzo was a warrior. He inspired me to be a better agent. I know he inspired a lot of guys. Just, more fit. It's it's one of those things of, of a way of honoring his memory. Like I, I've spoken on this earlier. I spoke with some friends about Alonzo and nobody can believe it. And I think the patrol has lost a true warrior. And I think we're only the patrol without him. He left this world without realizing how loved and respected he was by, by his friends. Yeah, and it, it, it's so suicide doesn't discriminate. And, and to your point, this is someone who's sort of a leader. He's a warrior. He's highly admired by others, and he may not even be aware of the extent to which he's been admired. Uh, in addition, this is pretty recent. This is within the last two weeks that he took his life. So I, I hear you saying things like, I wish I would have talked to him a bit more about faith and it sounds like you've been doing that normal thing that lost survivors do, which is they ask themselves, what could I have done to save him or help him or prevent it? Exactly. And it sounds like from your perspective, faith is something that can get people through these times. Maybe that would have helped him a little bit. Uh, it also sounds like you might be asking yourself those natural questions about sort of should have, would have, could have, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, everyone, everyone's different, but we were all, you know, I believe made by, by one. So we all have that, that common denominator. It's something to talk about, something to remember. Hey, we're here together. We're going through this. You don't have to go through what you're going through. I, a lot of guys, trust me, I'm the same way. We're very private with the final lives and especially in the patrol, you know, there's, there's the rumor about where's this, there's that. That's just part of life. You know, anybody that's been to high school knows what it's like to be a group set. But you have to be there for your, for your friends, for your loved ones, for 
you know, if you really respect an agent, really admire an agent, make sure they know that. Just don't know. I mean, guns are new friends, buddies. But I don't think it's kind of like, yeah, man, you're, you know, to actually sit down and say, I appreciate who you are and what you do every day. We don't actually speak to each other like that very often. Men, men don't speak to each other that way typically. It, it usually involves the word bro or dude or, or maybe some sort of swear word. It sounds like you're talking to our listeners saying, hey, make sure you reach out to the people you care about and let them know how much you appreciate them. If, if there are listeners right now who maybe have thought about killing themselves, maybe currently they're having suicidal thoughts, it sounds like you've got a message for them. Not worth it. It is do not. I can't express this hard enough that it, there's something to get through. If you're, if you're in the agency, you know, this is about, this is a war. This is, this is our front line. When you get attacked by life, let's just say, you have to find a new way to fight. You know, it's, it's not laying in, it's not tackling somebody. It's not, you know, anything you learn in defensive tactics or firearms, anything like that. You have to learn to fight with your mind, your heart, prayer. And, and reach out to, to a friend, reach out to a chaplain, reach out to, to anyone really and just say, Hey man, I'm, I'm going through this. What do you think? Talk, talk about it. And above all, it might be a solution for a split second, but you don't realize the mess that's left behind. Lives are just, my life has changed, you know, and, and it's weird that, that I say that because I haven't seen Gonzo in quite some time and I got put on a detail. I think I saw him a couple times during that detail, but as far as spending quality time with my friend, I didn't get the opportunity. You mean before he passed? You mean before he killed himself? You you hadn't seen him for a few weeks or for a while? Yeah, and and now that he's gone, I feel that loss, and and it hurts. And you know, you might say, well, you know, you're just soft. I'm not known as a soft, but it's not just me. I've spoken to all you know, all our friends, everybody. We're still, we're still reeling. We're still like, how can this have happened? It's still pretty fresh. Yeah, it was, it was just such a flashpoint thing that we, we didn't see it coming. And one thing, at work, he had patience. Like, yeah, his fuse was a mile. I've said this before. I'm not sure, you know, what was going on because a lot of guys don't talk about it. But with me personally, nobody can shorten my fuse faster than subject and that's that's what we have to look out for. it's like you know what it's not their fault they don't understand what we're going through. just have a little bit more patience with, with them have a little bit more patience for yourself and and take that moment and instead of reacting take that moment to call stuff and if they don't take up call somebody i mean i'd have been there there's, there's no two ways about it when your fellow warriors hurry he may not come out and tell you, but you have to make that effort yourself. That's part of the balance. You know what? This is going to be overwhelming. Let me get you back. And we know from all the studies that people are unlikely to reach out and say, hey, I'm thinking of killing myself. And what you're saying is, if you see him struggling, reach out. If you are struggling, just talk to someone. Even if you don't say you're going to kill yourself, just start talking about it. This is coming from someone, Zeus, uh, like you, who, as you've told me, you've been there before and you've got your own struggles to deal with. You've got people asking you, hey, are you suicidal? Are you going to be okay? Right? 
Yeah, and uh, it's it's funny you should mention that because uh, we'll sit in a monster anytime the topic comes up, all eyes turn to me, and I'm like, "Hey, it's okay. I appreciate the concern. I'm okay. Uh, my support system is my faith. My pastors outside of work, and believe it or not, um, uh, the board of chaplains actually made an effort. Found out what was going on, made an effort to to reach out to me, and I sat and talked with them. Sure, them. All right. But I appreciate their time, their effort, because I saw what they were doing and, and drove the 23 miles to find. Not even knowing if I'd be, had the opportunity to sit top. Yeah. Of course, you know, to show them that, hey, your position matters. And one thing, if, if a chaplain or someone like that reaches out to you, give them the time of day. They don't, it's a volunteer position. These, these guys, uh, they're really, really out there trying it's a difficult position but but they mean it comes from their heart absolutely so there's silver lining to this story what you're saying is there are clues there are signs that you are struggling or were struggling and people have been very forthcoming in sort of checking on you asking if you're okay recruiting those resources like chaplain or peer support and not only have you appreciated them, but you're saying it's your faith that's really helped you hold it together. That's wonderful. In the majority of cases, that's what happens with suicide is someone notices someone struggling, but it sounds like in Gonzo's case, it just, he didn't leave any sign or he, like you said, he had such a long fuse that you would just never know. He was kind of a rock star superstar. So that's going to happen. And and what I would say to our listeners out there, and, and certainly I'd say this to you too, Zeus, is you really can't blame yourself for that. When someone does choose to take their own life, even if the person is the, the rock star agent or officer or employee, that's that's completely on them. We can't carry that burden. And that being said, it, if it could happen to God, so it would happen to any. It was, in my opinion, uh, a flashpoint where he just was more emotional and psychological pain. And that was super quick real instance, but it was so overpowering. That's that's the result. You know, it's it, you know, that we're out there. There's guys that are superstars out there. It's like, you know what? Can't handle everything. You think you can. I thought I could, but ultimately something will happen that you're gonna have to lean on your faith, lean on pastors, lean on your friends, lean on stuff. Because it's not weakness. It's just getting back up to, uh, to get there. Absolutely. It's got nothing to do with weakness whatsoever. Suicide is this state of ambivalence. People who are suicidal don't really want to die. They just don't want to live with all their pain. And they have trouble seeing a way out. And every day they wake up and on one hand, they make life-oriented decisions like going to work. And then on the other hand, they at the same time might have thoughts about death or dying or killing themselves. So it's, it's not about weakness. That's sort of irrelevant. It's about people who are trying their best to cope with something that might be completely out of the ordinary. Maybe it's just, it exceeds their resources. So I appreciate you saying that, Zeus. Before we wrap up, one more thing. You seem to mention that it, it would be helpful for people to lean in, get involved, and try to be part of the solution. Absolutely. Gonzo's death affected me. I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast, number one. But number two, I'm I'm going to try to reach out to those around me 
more, more so than I ever would have before. Because it was such a shock, it was so unexpected, it was so out of character for him, that if it could happen to to agent that I respected and admired, it could happen to any agent. It's, those are, I don't throw words like that uh, around very often at all. And some of the other agents here also. It's like, no, he, he was was quite a dynamic agent. All of a sudden, trolls lost the water. The overall work. I think we're going to be diminished in some aspect from, from his loss. It's like well, one guy out of a thousands of agents. And I'm like, yeah, he was dying. So I think your message there, if I can summarize, is if we don't want to allow the force to be weakened even more, allow our organization to struggle, we need to help ourselves so that we're not struggling. Because if we lose rock stars, then we're even worse off. Right. Right. It's, you know, be there for each other. That's, that's what, that's what I'm telling the agents. I'm going to retire eventually, but before I go, I can impart one thing to all the agents, take care of each other. That's perfect. Yeah. Be there for each other. Well, thanks Zeus. I appreciate you coming on the podcast uh, for this month and talking about a very personal sensitive issue. If you're a listener out there and, and this resonates with you somehow, would encourage you to do what Zeus is saying, which is just to care, to reach out and try to take care of each other. Because when we have each other, when we have a unit, when we have cohesion, whether we call it a brotherhood or sisterhood, relying on that family is what helps us endure the hardest things in life. And that's what can help us overcome those situations that might make us consider suicide. This is part of our ongoing podcast series for suicide prevention and awareness. If you see someone struggling, say something. Asking them about suicidal thoughts may feel awkward, but you can help reduce suicide risk at home and in the workplace by tolerating that awkwardness. Simply ask, how can I help? And then just listen to the person. Make sure you ask them if they're thinking of ending their life. It really does make a difference. Thank you again to our guests. I really appreciate you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We'll speak to you again on our next episode. Thank <laughs> you.